Hey, what's going on and welcome to the channel. Let's be real, it has been a hot while since the last time I spoke about Jumia stock on the channel. Believe it or not, Jumia and I, we go way back. Last summer, I bought the stock for $5 and I ended up actually selling it. I know, paper hands. But to be fair, I sold the stock at a 500% gain in just two months. I sold the stock at around $30, something like that. Personally, you know, obviously hindsight is 2020. I would have never expected in a million years that the stock would reach 70 bucks. But anyways, let's talk about Jumia's stock price today because, because today we saw some really incredible price action. This morning, the stock opened up at minus 20%. And believe it or not, the stock is now trading in the green as I'm recording this audio, which is something that's very rare. We saw a plus 35% gain in just a few hours. So look, without a doubt, it seems like there is something going on with Jumia stock, and that's why I'm making this video today. Jumia just released their Q1 earnings. And with that, it begs the question, is it too late to buy Jumia stock after the run we saw today? And is it still justified to call Jumia the Amazon of Africa? So if you appreciate all the work that goes into these videos, I'd really appreciate it from you if you could just smash that like button for me. And also, I wanted to mention that with this massive sell-off in the market in general, I've been a lot more active than usual in my investment account. To a point where I'm almost buying stocks almost on a daily basis. If you're a serious investor, and if you're interested in hearing what I'm buying and selling every single day, feel free to check out the private stock group in the description below. It's only $4 a month, and I'd really appreciate your support. So for the people who are new to the channel, welcome. And as always, invest wisely, and of course, let's finagle this bagel. So before we hop into their Q1 earnings, I just want to take a second to do a very quick recap of their 2020 results. How did Jumia do during 2020? Why? Because doing this will help us get a bit of context into the company what has been going on. It's gonna help us have a better idea of where they're going as well. So in 2020, Jumia saw declines in GMV in every single quarter except quarter four. Ouch. Uh, a quick note, for those who don't know what GMV means, it stands for gross merchandise value. Gross merchandise value represents the total sum of the value of every single order for the products and services on their platform. It's a common metric that's tracked with different e-commerce companies like Amazon and Shopify. So yeah, a GMV decline in three out of four quarters, not very good. Then we also had some quarters with significant revenue declines. Needless to say, 2020 was a really tough year for Jumia. And from a certain standpoint, it kind of sounds a bit weird, especially if you're following any other e-commerce companies in the world like Amazon, Shopify, and Mercado Libre you would have seen that they posted extremely strong GMV growth. So what the heck is happening with Jumia? It's important to be reminded that their management actually did warn us about this decline in advance. All of these declines were linked to structural changes within the company. That's what we're gonna be looking into today. 2020 was a monumental year for Jumia. Why? Because they shifted the revenue business model from a first party to a third party revenue business model. This move is gonna help them become more profitable in the future, but it has a lot of impact in the short term. This shift impacted the revenue growth significantly, and effectively, there's still some adjusting to be done. During 2020, we also saw Jumia turn away from their clunky sales like electronics to a more everyday type of consumables product sale like food, cosmetics, and clothing. A product of this transition is that they're gonna be selling products that have 
a higher buying frequency than things like electronics. This in the long term is going to be a winning strategy in my opinion. And this business transition makes complete sense. And I think it's going to pay off. Additionally, in 2020, we had the Roni Rona. Although most countries in Africa have currently lifted their lockdown restrictions, some countries still have curfews like Morocco and Kenya. And this especially impacts big parts of the business like Jumia Food. So needless to say, success might take a bit more time than expected. Unfortunately, we just can't ignore the fact that Jumia's business model still has yet to prove itself. It's still a very young company. 2020 was a rough year for Jumia. It included major structural changes. Jumia was forced to implement various cost-cutting measures. They even took the decision of exiting several markets, like Cameroon. I'm just saying all of these things because any person who is investing in Jumia stock should do their own due diligence before buying. It's not just because you hear the words, Amazon of Africa, that you should buy immediately. Yeah, that looks awesome, but, but there is tremendous risk in investing in Jumia. But at the same time, there's also tremendous potential. I also currently own a lot of shares of Jumia, but before we go any further, I just want to caution, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Otherwise, you're just not investing. You're gambling. So without further ado, let's take a look at their Q1 results. In terms of positive, we had marketplace revenues increase by 6% year over year. Active annual accounts grew by 7% year over year to 6.9 million users. This is great news. Advertising revenues increased by 35%. Jumia Pay transactions also did great and grew by 7%. However, all in all, revenue declined by 6% compared to last year. And if you think about it, quarter one last year was about only one month into the pandemic. So the fact that they haven't recovered from that isn't the best thing. Part of what has been affecting Jumia so much, as I mentioned previously, is that they're transitioning away from their first party revenue business model. This, in my opinion, is a great thing for long-term profitability. It is. But this will obviously hurt them in the short term. And that's what we're seeing with this report. As a consequence of this business move, we saw first-party revenues fall by 35%. Now, you might be thinking, wow, revenues falling by 35%, that's horrible. But no, like, what I'm saying is that in this case, this was a strategic move. They are shifting away from this business model with a more long-term profitable strategy. Unfortunately, this revenue shift, as I said previously, is a blow in the short term. That's the reduction that makes all of their numbers look bad. That's why we saw their GMV decrease by 13%, which is... Technically and normally a very huge red flag. But apart from that, there is a lot of other great things to talk about with this earnings. We have a really interesting part of their business that's Jumia Pay. And that's actually turning into a serious play in fintech. In quarter one, Jumia dispersed 380 loans, which represents a 90% increase from last year. So interestingly enough, Jumia is actually turning into a serious fintech business play. And I definitely recommend you read into it because it's super interesting. In other positive news, we had expenses diminish. We have fulfillment expenses decreased by 11%, sales and advertising decreased by 9%, tech and content expenses declined by 4%, GNA declined by 18%. So all in all, we're seeing a lot of cost efficiencies, we're seeing improving margins, and ultimately this caused a net loss for operations to shrink by 23%. So the net loss shrinked. That's good news. 
But all in all, I think that a lot of analysts and investors, including myself, were slightly disappointed with the quarter. I was hoping to see a bit more profitability, and I was definitely not expecting to see revenue declines. That, to me, is a complete slap in the face. But coming to Jumia's defense, this actually came partly in due to the currency devaluation of Nigeria's Naira by 15%. Then we had the Egypt's pound decline by 9%. And then we had Kenya's shilling drop by 19%. And as we all know, Jumia reports their numbers in euros. So unfortunately, those are external factors that really impacted their earnings. Still, Jumia has proven itself to be on the right path to profitability although it is coming a bit slower than I would have hoped. As you can see from this revenue and operating income chart, you can see that Jumia isn't growing very fast. Jumia is still at the same levels as it was in 2019 and 2018. That's not something that you want to see with the company. Additionally, operating income is not much less of a loss than what it was last year or the year before either. So it seems like there's a bit of stagnation in the company's performance, which is not very encouraging. Another really interesting measure of profitability is Jumia's revenue compared to their operating expenses. If their revenue is higher than their expenses, that means that they're becoming more profitable. As you can see from this graph, in 2018, we're really on the right path. I don't know what happened right there, but there was a huge dip in expenses and revenue spiked up like crazy. But then come 2019, then 2020 with the pandemic, and we have the line cross where we see their operating expenses increase at a much quicker pace than their revenue, meaning that there was just that they were just incurring loss after loss after loss quarter after quarter. Um, as I said previously, the pandemic was not an easy year for them. But then luckily in Q2, we saw a lot of cost cutting and operating expenses fell right down below the revenue line. And that to me is a sign that Jumia is headed in the right direction. Their margins are slowly increasing over time. We're not there yet, but I think that we will get there one day. Okay, so before we hop on to the conclusion, I just want to say a quick word about the African market. The future looks promising. If we just look at Africa's surging population, the untapped economic potential, I think that if you have a long-term vision with Jumia, there's a really great opportunity right here. Remember, Africa is only in their early stages of their digital revolution. The African e-commerce market is projected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 17% until 2024. And in the past five years, Africa has had the most rapid internet growth rate in the whole world. The African e-commerce market is not saturated by any means. There's still a lot of room for growth. And Africa has a huge population that doesn't have a big internet penetration rate, which is currently only sitting at 47.1% as of today. So... To conclude, these are my final thoughts. I think it would be a slight stretch to call Jumia undervalued, even after the dip we saw today. We are currently at a $2.2 billion market cap. Meanwhile, the company is only bringing in $27 million of revenue per quarter. We don't have profitability either, so I would not call Jumia undervalued. However, 2020 was a very big year for Jumia, and Jumia made some important moves for the future. If you invest in Jumia with a long-term mentality, which is what I encourage on this channel, then I think there's a lot of reasons to be bullish on Jumia. Jumia has a much larger inventory selection today than it had last year. They also offer a much wider range of products than they did before. We have Jumia Pay, Jumia Games, Jumia Foods, Additionally, Jumia is widely recognized throughout the whole continent. They have the brand presence and the awareness 
throughout all of Africa. And as we just saw, with all the moves that they did in 2020, Jumia is fixing their profitability profile. All that's left for them to do now is to generate profit. So currently, I'm holding on my share strong, but it's with a very long-term mentality. As I said in previous videos on Jumia, do not invest in Jumia expecting a rosy balance sheet. With Jumia, things might get ugly at times, and that's what we just saw this morning. It's going to take several years for their strategy to play out, especially seeing as the Rona is not over yet. But looking at the stock price, when Jumia hit $18 this morning, I have to say, I was looking at that and in my opinion, that's a no-brainer buy for the long term. And as we saw what happened afterwards, the stock since rebounded by 35% from those lows. That's in just one day. What can happen in many years? On top of that, Jumia currently has a 14.63% short interest as a percentage of their free float. So, so that's one more thing on our side. But I do have to say, keep in mind that Jumia could definitely retest $20 again. It could potentially even go lower. That's why I'm not very heavy in Jumia. I only have a very small position in my portfolio. But let me tell you something, especially in this market environment, what I've been doing with all the stocks in my portfolio these days is nibbling on them every single time I see great prices, every single time they go down. I have a very specific investing strategy that is dependent on specific criteria. I have no doubt about it. The moves that I've been making today and in the past weeks are going to make me rich in a massive way in the long term. And if you want to hear what my strategy is, if you want to hear exactly what I'm buying and when I'm buying it, feel free to check out my private stock group. Link below. It's only $4 a month. What do you have to lose? So that pretty much wraps up the video on Jumia. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I really appreciate it if you could smash that like button for me. So yeah, one last thing that has to be said, and it always has to be said, hashtag don't sue me, bro.